and welcome to the next episode of the Oscar Rewind podcast. I'm your co-host, Quentin Phillipson, and to help break down two more films from the 1983 Oscar year, we are now four out of the five films in to discuss what? some of the biggest, some of the best films to happen from 1982, and with me to break this down is the heck yeah of the podcast, Andrea Tennis. How are you doing this week? I am doing well. Doing pretty, pretty well. Um, not much is going on with me. Just chilling, hanging out. Um, I get a three-day weekend soon at work. <laughs> I don't know. Trying to scope around, look for a game online. Other than that, that's about it on my end. <laughs> yeah, uh, you thought this podcast went missing, but we didn't. Uh, we're, we, we're just too busy watching the movie Missing. That's true. We didn't yeah. watch that movie. Yeah. So for uh, just to give a little bit of a background, prepare for the worst podcast we will have ever recorded because Andrew and I saw both these movies almost a month ago. It has been quite a while. Not my fault. <laughs> no, it was a bit of both of our faults. We watched them both immediately after E.T. and Tootsie because we were just on a 1983 high. We were like, man, let's watch all these movies. We're loving it. And we did like both these films, but unfortunately, after we watched them, we a bit of busy with work. We both had conflicting schedules for the last few weeks. The Oscars happened, so we had to record that podcast. And then uh, we kind of just, maybe the podcast was missing from our minds because we kind of laid back a little bit. But here we are to discuss the movies, finally, after about a month of watching them. So we have a lot of time, Andrew, to reflect on it. But what was your thoughts on Missing and the Verdict? So I'll start with Missing first. I really liked Missing. Uh, It basically was a thriller drama where a journalist goes missing and then his father, father has to come over from, I believe his father is actually from the U.S. They were, um, I don't remember what country they were in. But basically, he went looking for him. And it's this father's journey to figure out what actually happened to his son. And I really liked it. I actually thought it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, yeah, I wasn't super hyped, even though I did pick this one, I believe, as my, to be like the favorite of 1969. Or actually, wait, wrong year. You should just know what year we're on. <laughs> what year is it? I'm telling you. How much wine have we had this morning? Stop. Uh, so Just tell me what year it is so I can continue talking. <laughs> this is 1983. All right. So this is the one I picked to be the best for 1983. I mean, I don't know if it was the best, but I thought it was pretty darn good. Yeah, if you thought this was better than you thought it was going to be, but you still thought it was going to be the best of the year. My gosh, you, you, you did not have high hopes for Tootsie and E.T., did you? You were like, this is going to be the best of the year. It's not going to be that great, though. Man, you, you were sleeping on 1983. I don't, I don't know. I was just going off the name. Missing sounded like a mystery, so I was like, ooh, let's go with that because those are the type of films I typically lean towards. Yeah. Missing has a very similar name to Finding Nemo. Uh, They both have to find someone, and they're very similar in that the father has to find his son. Yeah, sure, that works. (laughs) Yeah, Finding Nemo is the animated fish version of Missing. 
for those of you that haven't seen the film. Uh, there is no turtles that say dude in this movie, no. but uh, they come pretty close. There's definitely some people that are like, dude, uh, your son's missing, man. <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah, sure. You know, I'm trying to paint a picture for those that haven't seen this movie, which I imagine is a large majority. But Missing is really good. I thought all of the performances were really good, which I guess we can discuss the nominations because it definitely reflects that. Mm -hmm. This film was nominated for so little. I'm surprised it got a nomination for Best Picture because it was nominated for Lead Actor, which it deserved. It was a great performance. It was also nominated for Lead Actress, which, mm -hmm. also, which was also a pretty solid performance. And then it won Best Adapted Screenplay. And that was it. Wow. Those are the only three it was nominated for. As well as Best Picture. Wow. Yeah, only four nominations. I'm shocked. It, it was really it was really good in my opinion. I uh, loved the lead guy, the dad, the father. He was perfect. I don't know. I feel like he really got into the role of finding his son. I love the actor, yeah. I, th I thought I knew him from something. Yeah, he's uh, yeah Jack Lemmon. He's the actor from Some Like It Hot, The Apartment. So... You know, two great films. He is a the very player. good actor. Yeah, he's not super important in the player. Oh, he's not. Never mind. Yeah, but he he, he is in the player. Um, no, he's great. I, I do really like him as an actor, and I'm glad he was nominated for this. I thought he was great. He definitely wasn't my favorite performance for lead actor for the year so far. Right. That still goes to my main man, Dustin Hoffman from Tootsie. He's obviously the best. Boys. Yeah. But yeah, and then lead actress, she was great. Uh, you were saying that Dustin Hoffman should have won for lead actress for this year because that would have been funny. Do you think that he did a better female actress performance compared to Sissy Spakic? Spakic? Yeah, as of right now, I do, actually. I thought he was good. Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. Yeah, no, he is pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was a wild take from the last podcast. Andrew mm -hmm. trying to push for Dustin Hoffman to be nominated for lead actress. She just wants to see the he, world burn. He deserved He deserved it. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that would have just, that would have been, that would have been wild. But uh, Missing is good. Uh, I thought all, uh, it makes sense that it only has these three plus best picture because I think the rest of the film Nothing else is really amazing about it, like cinematography and score and everything. That's all fine. But I thought these were definitely the three biggest parts of the film, is the acting and the screenplay. So I thought that they were quite fitting. Uh, the win for screenplay is interesting. It beat out Verdict for one of them. And I believe one of the other films that we discussed was also nominated for Adapted Screenplay. So it I... beat out uh, some good competition. I honestly think it might have deserved it because the story was very compelling and you, like I said, you really see this father go on this journey of looking for his missing son and then, spoiler, at the end you find out he's basically been dead since his father got there and it really kind of stuck with me because they go through, there's this one scene that really stuck with me. Um, where they go to this one morgue in the country that they're in, they just have room after room of unidentified dead bodies and he's just going through all of them. And then eventually they end up finding his other friend, uh, 
that got murdered in the very last room, but then they don't find him. And just the whole story, because wasn't this actually loosely, or was it based on a true story? Because I was thinking this was based on a true story of the government actually, the U.S. Embassy in this country actually doing this uh, because he was getting it too close to like publishing what was actually going on there. It is an adapted screenplay, so it would be based on a true story to okay. some extent at least. Yeah. Uh, well, whether it's just based off of a book or something, but it's definitely oh, sorry. So based, it's based on based on the real life experience of Ed Horman. Yeah, so I imagined it was based on a true story. Yeah, no, the, the film's great. Um, and I just double-checked. These are the only two of the five nominations that are adapted screenplays. The other three are all original. Mm -hmm. So its only competition would have been Verdict. I prefer the screenplay for Verdict. I just thought the dialogue was a lot sharper and exciting. But the story for Missing, and the fact that it's based on a true story, is pretty crazy. Uh, as Andrew's been saying, unlike Finding Nemo, <laughs> Nemo doesn't die in that movie, but in this one, the son does die. And it is like a really crazy story about the government, uh, which like the government in Finding Nemo would be like the fish trying to like hide the fact that Nemo is dead if we're going to continue this comparison. But yes, it's about the government hiding the fact that the son is murdered and this father, who is Jack Lemmon, who is trying to hunt down and figure out where his son is. I, I did like it. I thought the beginning was really fun where they kind of showed the disappearance of the son and then kind of how the father's starting to get involved in the situation. How like at first the father is like angry at his son for ignoring his calls and he's like saying all these like mean things about his son. And then he realizes once he once he realizes how drastic this is, he's like, oh my gosh, I've been talking so poorly on my son. And you can see how much he loved his son, despite how negatively he was acting about him at the beginning. So I thought the father-son relationship, as little as we saw, because the son, you know, uh, died. Uh, as little, Pretty early yeah, on. Exactly. So yeah. as little as we saw of the son, I thought their relationship was fun at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously the, the ending is great. Uh, the ending is... The big moment where we realize that the government's been hiding this and the realization of the father crying about it. A really great performance. If Dustin Hoffman was in lead actress like you were pitching, Andrea, this would be the best. Like this is the second best performance, easily. Definitely. And you know, and what I liked at the beginning of this film is the fact that they really showed how dangerous this country was that they were living in, because if you were out after dark you basically could get shot and die. Like, there's one scene where the wife is literally, literally, she gets caught outside after dark. Yeah. And she ends up having to hide. And then that night is whenever they had come to get her uh, husband. Uh, it was just crazy. I couldn't believe that, like, it was that dangerous. You see her and another guy both trying to hide so they don't get shot at. And I was shocked just how dangerous it really was. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's great with the marketing, or at least on our end. We didn't know who was missing. We just saw the title Missing. And so it's not like the movie Finding Nemo where, you know, oh, they have to find Nemo. Nemo's the one that's missing. Uh, we don't know. It, it doesn't say Charlie's missing. It just says missing. So we're under the impression when the woman is out on the street yeah. and it's all this dangerous all these dangerous things are happening around here. We're under the impression that she's going to get kidnapped or something's yes. going to happen to her when she's out on the street. 
And you kind of edit it in a way where we're led to believe that, right? You mm-hmm. kind of see how dangerous it is. And it's not until she wakes up the next morning and we went, oh, okay, she's fine. Interesting. We thought she would have been kidnapped or something. And she goes back to the apartment and the apartment is ripped apart. Mm-hmm. Everything's thrown aside and and her husband was missing. And that's like the twist. Like, oh, she's not the one missing. It's the other one. And I thought that was well done. Yeah, no, they really threw us off because I remember us looking at each other afterwards and we were like so shocked that it wasn't actually her that the title was supposed to be about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they showed how dangerous the place was. They really built up the world building here at the beginning, kind of like Finding Nemo when they showed how dangerous the dentist office was. Very similar, the two movies. You could do like a double feature. Oh, by the way, the country that we're talking about is Chile. I just looked it up. I just couldn't remember what country was that dangerous. So, Well, I've had a bowl of chili before, and it's not too bad. So I don't know what these guys are talking about. Charlie's going to man up. He's got to handle the heat. <laughs> just gives you massive farts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I told you guys, this is going to be the worst podcast ever. So you guys are prepared. <laughs> I told them, yeah. They, they they did not realize they were coming into some fart jokes. They, they were blown away. Whoa, whoa. You brought up the chili. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's tasty. Ew. Nothing wrong with that. Ew. All right. So anything else you want to say about Missing? Uh, what was your favorite part of the film? I don't know. I think I would say towards the end where you can really tell... The father really starts caring and he realizes it is a cover-up by the U.S. uh, department. And he just is really into it. And then there's this one scene where he's just looking at all the artistic pictures that his son has made. And, you know, he realizes, wow, like, I'm never, like, going to see him again. I don't know. It's very sentimental. Like, you could just really see, like you said at the beginning... How he was kind of like a hard ass. He was pissed off at him for going missing. He had to leave his business for a while. And then just slowly building up to him really caring about his son. I would say that's probably my favorite part overall uh, about this film. My favorite part was when the movie was over. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, it was pretty good. My favorite part, uh, similar to yours, is when we realize that the son is actually dead and the government has been hiding it. Because I was definitely led to believe that they found him at the end. Well, you would think, I mean, I don't know. I just assumed they were going to find him too. And then the way they found him was crazy. How much they went to into concealing his body. They ended up basically uh, putting him in a wall. And then after... Uh, the father found out about all that. Then in the credits when it's rolling, they said, you will have him, like, was it like within seven weeks or something? But it took like almost six months for them to even get the body. Yeah, so by the time they got it back, the re- there was no way they could have like traced it to what it was because it was yeah. held back for so long. So yeah, the, the ending is pretty crazy. Wild story. It was so sneaky. Like, I can't, I just can't believe they actually buried his body in a wall that blew my mind sneaky sneaky that's a that's a good way to hide a body i mean if you don't want anyone to find it i guess that's true yeah yeah if uh, if i disappear guys and andrew's suddenly building a wall outside of our apartment (laughs) if anyone's listening 
you know where I am. Just like, just have a random like a cement wall somewhere. Yeah, just one little wall, <laughs> just enough to fit my body. Then you're just gonna call it quits. I'm done. Yeah. That's crazy. So no, just pointing it out there, guys. If I'm missing and there is a wall, just uh, you know, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on Andrea. She's getting some ideas here. Yeah, I'm totally taking notes right now. <laughs> yeah, we should have been taking notes for the movie. I guess so. Yeah. I That's guess. what we should've been doing. Uh, I thought we killed it. I thought we did a good outline of missing. What about a verdict? Do you want to move on to verdict or do you got anything else to say about missing? I just think everyone should give it a watch. If you like biopics, it was it was pretty good. I thought overall, it's it's literally something I never would have picked in a hundred years to watch, but I'm really happy that I watched it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. All right, so we can move on to the verdict. We just watched Andrew's prediction for the best film of this year. And now we're moving on to mine for the verdict. This is a courtroom drama with Paul Newman as the lead. The nominations they got was for lead actor as well. It did not win. It obviously lost to Gandhi. It was also nominated for supporting actor. Did not win. It was nominated for directing. And it was also nominated for adapted screenplay, which it lost to Missing. So it got more nominations than Missing by one. It got five compared to Missing's four, but Missing got a win. So Missing kind of won out there at the end for the screenplay. But overall, uh, I think most of these nominations are pretty, pretty solid. I don't have an issue with any of them. Yeah, I thought the directing for the film, I thought the screenplay was great. I preferred the screenplay for this one over Missing. I thought a bit of the editing and kind of the storytelling choices in the middle of Missing seemed a bit odd and slow, but I thought Verdict overall was pretty fast-paced considering it was a pretty long film. It was about two and a half hours, and it felt like it was pretty exciting throughout most of it. So for those that don't know, it's a movie about our boy Paul Newman, who's kind of the down-on-his-luck lawyer for the courtroom. He actually was a pretty high-end lawyer until he was caught kind of putting money under the table and kind of rigging the courtrooms. But we find out later that he was actually the one preventing it, but they threw him under the bus because he's a stand-up guy. And that's one thing we learned throughout this film is Paul Newman doesn't seem to do it for the money or doesn't really seem to do it for his own ego. He just wants to help. He just He's being a lawyer because he wants to be the guy that really actually helps these people in their cases. And so he gets handed this easy case, just walk up to the hospital, make your case, and they'll give you a quick paycheck. You can just call it quits. They'll buy you guys out. Uh, it was just a quick way for him and the couple involved to get some money off of this tragic death because an individual was handed the wrong medication or was handed too much of it at the hospital, and it ended up killing her. So she actually died from the hospital and not from anything outside so the hospital literally killed someone and so i believe this is also based on a true story is it not it doesn't say that in the description but i was thinking it was a true story too because we had two true stories going against each yeah, other i thought so too i believe it's a true story uh or it's loosely based on a true story mm -hmm. but he was supposed to just take the easy money for the couple let's just take the money the hospital's gonna kind of buy them out but he kind of looks at the facts and just goes, this isn't right. They murdered somebody and they're about to get away with it by giving some money. Even though the cards are stacked against him, nobody really trusts him as a lawyer. The hospital has tons of money to buy out whatever they want. This is an easy get for the hospital. 
And so Paul Newman goes against all odds to face off against the hospital and ends up winning at the end, obviously. And that, that's not much of a spoiler. No. But I thought that, I thought it was really good. And the one thing I really liked was the entire time me and Andrew were watching this and we were going, we know Paul Newman's going to come out on top, obviously. I, the, the verdict is not going to be a sad story like Missing. It's going to have a good ending. We know he's going to come out on top. But for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how he was going to get out of this. I could not figure, like I was looking at all the pieces and every way I looked at it, I just went, he screwed. Just like everyone else in the film. They kept saying, yo, Newman, no matter what you're, you're fucked, man. Like, you're not getting out of this. There's no way you can pull this off. And I thought there's no way he could pull it off. I knew he had to, but I could not figure it out. And so I felt like I was like everyone else in the film. I did not uh -huh. see a solution here. Yeah, I know. His back literally looked like it was against the wall. And at the end, when he ended up finding this nurse that basically moved away, she changed her career, she wanted to get away from everything... Ah, uh, she was the only one that could verify that the doctor had had her lie on the form. And that was like the biggest moment. He went all the way there. He tracked her down. I believe she was in New York. I can't remember where they were, but it was, it was phenomenal. That was honestly probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Cause she's on the stand and she's like, she's like in my whole life, I dreamed about being a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse. And then you took it away from me. Yeah. It was, it was really powerful. It was, I felt bad for her. Yeah, when she revealed that she had a second copy of the results, mm -hmm. yeah, you definitely got chills. It was an yeah. exciting yeah. moment. She was up there on the stand and she said, hey, you guys had me change the number on the form to lie on to, how, uh, to when you gave her the medication. Mm -hmm. Because the amount of medication they gave to the deceased person was fine if they didn't eat within like the last six hours was, or yeah. something. Yeah. So... They gave her the medication after only 45 minutes of them eating, and it had mm -hmm. to be like four hours or more. So they quickly had the nurse change the time period to falsify the information. And so that was like the that was like the smoke and gun, the missing information that we had. And in, mm -hmm. throughout the whole film, we kept hearing, oh, but they ate really close. Oh, the documents said otherwise, so we can't use that. Like that, that was a thing that was mentioned a lot. And so when the nurse revealed that she had a second copy of the form, it was very satisfying. It was really great. It was this got you moment. Uh, it made sense. So yeah, I thought the ending was satisfying. I thought Paul Newman was great. Uh, unfortunately, this is just a year, in my opinion, where the lead actor is stacked. They, it was really stacked. And I was about to say, the coolest thing about these two is you have John Lennon. Lemon. Is it Lemon? Wait, John. Yeah. John Lemon. So you have John. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Jack Lemon. Sorry, you have Jack Lemon and... You have Paul Newman. Paul Newman. And these are just two old school actors. They were really big back in their day. And I don't know. I thought that was really cool that they were kind of going against each other. And you said they were both nominated for a lead actor? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They were both well-versatile actors who I thought both gave great performances. Mm -hmm. This didn't feel like, oh, let's nominate them just because, come on, it's Jack Lemmon. We all love Jack Lemmon. Throw him up there. No, he gave a great performance. And the same goes to Paul Newman. I would say Paul Newman, if this film was in 1969, I think he would have had a clear runaway. I yeah. thought he was great. He was better than the nominees for that year. But this is a pretty stacked category yeah. for this year. Unfortunately, yeah, he just was not up to par. Yeah, no, it makes it, it, makes it really hard. And... Um... 
you know, he literally from the get-go, he's kind of an alcoholic in the beginning. He's kind of a rough dude. And you don't really understand why when then you later in the film, you find out it's because like of this court, big court case thing. And like they tried to disbar him and his wife left him and all this craziness. But then whenever he decides he's going to do the right thing about the money, you're like, oh, wow, this is a, this is a real stand-up dude. And he literally makes the film because he tries so hard. And then you have the girl that is interested in him. He meets this random girl at a bar. And you basically, like, think, oh, wow, she's a really stand-up girl. But then later on you find out that she's actually, is it, she's working for, I think, or she's the wife of the other lawyer and she's doing all this like undercover just so uh, she can feed him information back. So she knows what, so he knows what uh, Paul Newman's next step is. Yeah. So the hospital, the lawyer there keeps getting mm -hmm. information from the woman that Paul Newman is interacting with. So yeah, Paul Newman, every time he thinks he has something, it keeps getting swiped underneath him, mm -hmm. which is why... And the reason behind that is obviously because the girl mm -hmm. who he's been trusting the entire time is kind of like a double agent. She's on the other side. And the reveal for her was great. Oh, and yeah, that was that was amazing. Yeah, it was edited really well. So good. Yeah, uh, how he's like, you see the other lawyer talking to someone and you don't really realize who it is. You just assume it's another colleague of his. Uh, and then the, the way that they shift the camera and then they shift the dialogue as soon as it's revealed, uh, it was really well done. It was like, it was a very cool moment, um, which I also loved when Paul Newman found out about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the lawyer that basically gave him this big case, um, Jack Warden, he is literally just looking for a pack of cigarettes in this girl's purse. And she's like doing something, not paying attention to him. And he reaches into her purse and she ends up finding... It's a letter or a check or something basically showing that she's been dishonest and she's working with the hospital's lawyer. Yeah. And what was your thoughts on Jack Warden? He was nominated for supporting actor for this film. So I thought, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I thought he was fine. He uh, was great at making Paul Newman amazing. Like he was really good at just building up all these moments yeah. for Paul Newman to just hit the ball out of the mm -hmm. park. He's like throwing the easy balls for uh, Paul to just nail it. Uh, he was fine. Like, you know, it was not my favorite part of the film. I have like yeah. three things I preferred, but no, he was he was good for what he was. No, yeah, that's why he was best at, was showcasing the lead actor. And, you know, without him, we would never have had this story at all because he's the one that is like, okay, Paul Newman, I want to get you back into this. I want to help you out. And it's the whole reason Paul Newman was even involved in the case. So he, he was a very important part, in my opinion. Yeah. Speaking of throwing softballs, he was literally throwing the softest ball to Paul Newman. He was like, here, Paul, just take this, cash in the easy check. Like, the hospital's just going to give you guys some money. I'm literally giving you free money here. And Paul Newman's like, oh, oh th thanks, man. He looks at the report. He's like, wait, the hospital murdered someone? Well, 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 I, I, I am a moral individual. I cannot just take money. I must defend this. And he, so he decides to go defend them. And Jack is like, what the freak, Paul Newman? I was just giving you free money. I did not give you a case. Yeah. He was like, this is suicide. But as soon as 
he took the case. Uh, Jack jumped right in to actually help him. So I thought uh, I thought their bond was really fun. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was really good. And like I said, this lady he's defending is literally just sitting in the hospital in a coma. And the only people the lawyer's uh, interacting with, I believe it's her sister and then, like, her brother-in-law. Yeah. And, like, he really, like, he really doesn't want to let them down. And if, honestly, if anything, like, it was crazy. Like, she was literally a vegetable. And he's like, no, I'm going to, like, do my best because, like, she's never coming back from this. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, can we talk about the sister? So the individual that died in the hospital... Her sister is the one that hired the lawyer mm -hmm. to fight this case against the hospital. And the sister wants him to just take the money. The sister's like, hey, I'm going to hire you, lawyer. Just, like, get us a bunch of money, right? Like, the sister kind of wants to roll in some easy dough here because she doesn't see any hope in this case being a thing. My question is, Andrea, is this sister just a terrible human being? Like, just wanting to get some easy money? I guess it's like... a it was basically a guarantee that he was going to fail if he actually tried to take this in court. Obviously, he didn't fail. But wait, but, but then once he got to court, she acted like she actually wanted him to win the case, if I remember correctly. Do you remember? No? The entire film, she was upset that he didn't take the money because they just wanted to take some easy money until, yeah, the last 20 minutes when he's in court. Then she's oh. like, oh, well, you better win it. Okay, okay. But she didn't want him to. She's like, well, I guess now that we're in this shitty situation, win it for us. But, like, she didn't want it, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm just saying, if if the shoe was on the other foot, Andrea, if your sister died, would you, or, or, you know what, even better, if you died, would you want your sister to actually try and fight tooth and nail, or would you actually just be okay if she, like, walked you with, like, 100 grand out of this? <laughs> well, no, no, obviously you want someone to fight for the person they can't fight for themselves. I think that would only be fair. So, yeah, I bet that if that's... What happened, then yeah, she's a horrible person for even, like, wanting that. I mean, I guess you want money, because I think she had... Didn't she have a child and a husband? I can't remember. I thought she did. But then, crazy, because we never see them in the film at all. Honestly, I think if I died, I'd be okay if my brother just got, like, a hundred grand. I, that'd be fine with me. They don't need to revenge me. They don't need to avenge my honor. I'm dead. I'm not really going to care. Get 100 grand out of it. That sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I don't think it was 100 grand. It was less than that. But uh, I'd accept 100 grand. That sounds a, that sounds good. <laughs> My brother got 100 grand out of it. I'd be looking down from heaven or or I'll be looking up from hell. To, you know, depends on how the rest of my life goes. But I'll, I'll look down from him in heaven and just be like, give him a thumbs up and go, good job, man. Enjoy that 100 grand. Live your life. Makes life easier. Yeah, so... I'd be okay with that if that's what they want to do. Um, yeah. Probably not the greatest human being for wanting to just take some money out of your own sister's death. But, you know, I get it. My brother died. Sounds like a lot of work. I might just take a hundred grand. Who knows? Um, I mean, yeah, because then, like, wouldn't you have to pay the lawyer as well and whatnot? I don't know. I wouldn't be thinking too much into it, but... Uh. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was... The verdict, what was your favorite scene from the verdict? I think my favorite scene from the verdict was honestly probably that courtroom scene I was talking about at the beginning where like the nurse that he literally had to go track down and talk into coming to the court and everything 
that was probably my favorite part because then you also see the doctor's face, the lawyer's face, and they're all like, oh my God, this is literally the only person that can break our case or like even put a dent in like how it's going. So I don't know. I really like that. You also felt like a lot of tension whenever she showed up on screen as well. I know. It was a good scene in my opinion. Yeah. I think my favorite was near the beginning. I really liked it when he actually turned down the money. When he went to the lawyer, when he went to the judge, and they were setting the agreement for the for how much money the hospital was going to give to kind of sell them out, and he went into the room ready to sell out, like what he was supposed to do, based on what the sister of the deceased person was saying, and based on what everyone else was telling him, and he kind of just sat there, looked at the check in his hand, and looked at the information in his hand and he's thinking about it and he realized that uh he needs to do the right thing and not just make some money he needs to actually do what's right and i thought that was a really fun scene it was like a spur of the moment he realized what the right decision is well, it's very good but then also the, what i love about that to add on is he also thought at that point he had more of a case so he has this doctor that is willing to testify and then the lawyer, so then the girlfriend that's hanging out with Paul Newman basically is like, oh, hey, this is like who his star witness is. So they send the doctor away and then you kind of see his panic. He panics really bad. He goes to the doctor's house. He's trying to call the doctor and they're like, hey, he's going to be gone for like two weeks or something. So then he like, you see him panic and then he calls him back to ask if the money would still be on the table. They say, no, it's expired. And I don't know. I really like that buildup as well. Yeah, literally every time he thinks he has his mm -hmm. foot in the door, they kind of slam the door on him. So it's constantly, the whole film is just, it's basically just uh, two hours of them just kicking Paul Newman in the nuts and just kick him, <laughs> kick him while he's down. Like this dude went through a lot. Uh, I really thought there was no hope. Yeah, the doctor's gone. He had a... One guy come down, like a journalist, to defend him, but he had a bit, oh. he had a bit of a rocky history. So there's just so many things that just kept getting in his way that just didn't really work. And also, just because the man was African-American, they were just kind of like, well, like, what can he do to this court case? They kept basically trying to say that, like, there was no way he could defend the court case or, like, trying to say his credentials weren't good enough. And that that was insane. And then they also have the other nurse that still works for the hospital, but she won't interview with him at all or, like, give him any information. And so then that's when he finally tricks her kind of into telling telling her about the other nurse, which was great as well. He's so smart. He was literally so smart in this film. Just, like, because, like you said, he literally got kicked to the ground, but he kept getting up every time. Yeah. Makes me question how true of a story this is uh this guy really i don't know how anybody was able to get out of the situation he was in uh this is a real life person uh this guy should go to like a casino this guy is uh rolling all sevens he's he's killing it <laughs> yeah he is yeah he's i don't know if it's luck or if he's just really good but either way uh i don't know who this guy is but he's, he's got a horseshoe up his ass he's i don't know how he got out of this all right, so that's everything for both of these films. Uh, we can discuss the similarities they have. Obviously, they didn't get too many nominations, so it's hard to compare. But for lead actor, uh, which one did you prefer more? The nomination for Jack Lemmon or the nomination for Paul Newman? 
Hmm. It's hard because they were both so good in their roles. Huh. I think I might give this one to Paul Newman. Like, just barely, he he etched it out for me. Oh my gosh, uh, that's hilarious. I, I think I'm gonna give it to Jack Lemon, but I agree, they're both very close. It's, it's a really hard call. Yeah. Like, they were just so good. Yeah, I preferred Paul Newman's character more, um, but Paul Newman's character was very one-dimensional. Like we've already said, he's like the all-American, he, he just does what's right. He's the go-to lawyer. Like, he hasn't done anything bad in his life. You thought that he did some sketchy stuff in the past? Oh, looks like people screwed him over. Like, he's a, he is the all-American, 100% perfect, genuinely nice guy, which is great. Uh, but I do like Jack Lemmon's character more. Uh, I thought his performance was a bit better because he... Very was not a good person. Like he was horrible to his son, and then his son died, and his, you get to see his internal struggles. So I thought Lemon did great, uh, but both performances were great. Uh, they would have both been worthy wins. Yeah, I know. I would have been happy if either of these guys won because they were so phenomenal. And like you said about Jackie, at the very end, it was so heartfelt. Like I'm pretty sure I teared up at the end of this just because. It was a sad ending, yeah. and he gave him his all to this performance. No, I agree. I think uh, it was more emotional, yeah. for sure. Paul Newman's more of like a, heck yeah, fist bump in the air. You're <laughs> like, my bro did it. And then Jack Lemmon's more of a grab a tissue, and oh my gosh, that sucks to be that guy right now. That That's tough. Yeah. So a bit of a different feeling at the end for both of them. But for the screenplay, uh, what was your thoughts on the screenplay? We have Missing in the Verdict, the only two adapted screenplay noms of the five. So this is where I think I'd go back and say, I liked, I liked Missing a lot. I like how they reenacted everything. It was, Chile was a completely different world, how the military runs it than in the US. And that was interesting for me to even see how they would deal with things differently. So I was really into it. Yeah, I think the story structure is better in Missing. Like, I liked how we were led to believe the woman was about to be missing, but it was actually the guy. It was like a yeah. very clever twist. Uh, so I thought the story was presented pretty well, but I think the screenplay for Verdict is still better in my mind. I just think it's a really fun screenplay. I love the dialogue. It's very, booyah, this is exciting. You can see all excited and happy at the end it's a very fun film uh and the dialogue the pacing very fun so i'll give the edge to verdict but both are great screenplays mm -hmm. so i'm not even angry that missing one for that oscar very worthy winner absolutely all right so that's everything for missing and verdict what's your storyboard for missing andrea for those that don't know the storyboard is something that appeared in the 1945 Oscars that we did a couple seasons ago where there was a Oscar for best story. I looked it up and nobody really knew what it was. It's not screenplay, but it's attached to it where instead of the actual screenplay, it's just the overall story. So we kind of, just for fun, because this is not an Oscar anymore. Nobody cares about what is the best story, but for fun, we kind of pitch our version of the storyboard, which is theoretically uh, three sentence, a two to three sentence elevator pitch for the story. So what's yours for missing? 
Man goes missing. Dad comes to find him. Finds him. Gone. <laughs> so mine would be... Man looks for his son against all odds in the live action Finding Nemo. <laughs> and then mine for the verdict would be... Uh, Paul Newman goes against all odds, and my boy beat the odds. I guess mine for verdict would be Paul Newman as a stand-up dude, and stand-up dudes end up winning. <laughs> Film should be called Stand Up Dude. That would have been pretty good. I like it. I'm I'm all for them renaming it. <laughs> yeah. So that's our storyboard for these two films. Uh, before we wrap it up, we still have to give the scoring for the two movies. So we go off the letterbox score, mm -hmm. which is uh, 0.5 to 5 stars for the film. You can follow us both on Letterbox if you want. Andrea sometimes sends a review if she's feeling like it. <laughs> I'll actually review these when this is out. So Andrea, what is your score for Missing? So really funny, I thought I actually had reviewed both of these. I did not review Missing, but I did review The Verdict. Yeah. And honestly, they're both they're both 3.5s for me. I did like them both. Uh, my review for The Verdict is up. Oh, uh, so you can go follow her. Yeah, yeah. And then Missing, I'll make sure I get that one up as soon as possible since it never got put up. Uh, but, like, just barely is missing a higher 3.5 for me than the verdict. Well, well, you're already showing me your cards or what your ranking is at the end of the ceremony. But uh, <laughs> for my scores for these, I also have missing at a 3.5, and I have the verdict at a 4. So I think we're kind of similar to how we feel for both movies. Mm -hmm. um, you're slightly higher on missing. I'm slightly higher on verdict. But I think we could both agree they aren't the standouts of this year. Uh, and I don't think anybody thought they were going to be. Well, except for us at the beginning. When we predicted these would yeah, be the standouts. These were our, yeah, these were our predictions. That's right. I, sure. I guess we thought we, they were going to be the standouts. Yeah. But uh, Tootsie and E.T. are the more well-known films. Mm -hmm. I'm sure more people are listening to that podcast. Uh, but that's okay if no one's listening to this one. Because as I've already said at the beginning, this is the worst podcast we've ever done. So uh, <laughs> no point in listening. Whoa. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Verdict and Missing are both great films. A 3.5 and a 4. That's higher than I can say for some other films we've discussed. So, No, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely higher. Yeah, so that's everything on our end. Uh, anything else you want to say, Andrew, before we wrap it up? Nope, that's basically it for me. Everyone should at least watch these films, give them a try. I swear you'll like them more than you think. <laughs> that's right, Uh Glowing review there, Andrea. Our verdict is you should watch these movies. Yeah, because someday they might be missing. Whoa. Whoa. What? <laughs> Way to tie it in. <laughs> missing like Rachel Rachel, right? Where like no place was selling it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, definitely watch these before they're missing off your streaming services. Uh, verdict is on Disney Plus and Missing is... Uh, well, well, Missing's already missing. It's not in any streaming services. You'll have to... We found it from their local library. library. Yeah. Um, maybe you can buy it. It's on Criterion. There you go. All right. We'll have a fantastic day, guys. Bye.